Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. It is episode 88, A Current Affair here on the station. My name is Refn Early and today I am joined by Cahirlik of Leitrim County Council, Enda McGloin. Enda, welcome back to the programme. Thank you very much, Refn. It's nice to be back. It's been a while since we've had you on the show. Uh, we yep. started the show with you back on, all the way back on episode one, which feels like a lifetime ago yeah. now. In terms of your own last couple of months, what have you been up to? What's, uh, how are you finding the council, been back on the council? Uh, busy, I suppose. First of all, uh, the months of su- su- summer can be very quiet, and particularly August when I suppose people are on holidays and all of that. But it surprises still a constant stream of uh, people who will come on various issues and uh, concerns they would have. And, uh, you know, it's very positive. You're happy when you can try and get sorted th- th- things sorted out for people on a personal level. And then on the major issues, then a lot of groups um, who have applications in under various departments, uh, particularly rural and community affairs and the Department of Sports are anxiously awaiting news that may be coming in the next couple of weeks and months. So from that point of view, I suppose I'd be anxious, I'd be lobbying uh, ministers and ensuring that Leitrim gets its fair share of the cake whenever those announcements come through. And... Um, Quote the last couple of months, um, we have a number of meetings with our September meeting. Followed then, uh, we have a couple of times we've met at Ballinamore Municipal, and then we had our special meeting last week to deal with the local property tax. So um, it's building up into a bit of a crescendo, uh, certainly the likes of um, October and uh, and November seems much, much busier as we get further into the working months, we call them. Let's talk about the property tax to start. I think it's it's on the tip of everybody's tongue all week since it was on the front page of the paper this week. You're all over the front page of the paper th- this week, but let's let's start with the property tax issue because I suppose looking purely at the headline, people might get their backs up. But can you maybe explain why this is such a necessary step for the county council to take? The manager or the CEO, it's called the chief executive of Leitrim County Council, Lara Power, is very ambitious for Leitrim. He's ambitious in that his council have applied to the department, various departments of government, for uh, to spend over the next six years a significant amount of money, um, two hundred seventy-six million to be to be precise, and that's a six-year what he calls a capital program. And a lot of that money that comes to government, comes from government, uh, is funded at what they call 80%. So you get the grant, but you come up at 20%. So we have a decent, healthy... We're not overly rich by any means in terms of the council, but we have, we're not in debt and we kind of feel as members that we want to keep at an even flow. So we have to have a look at an opportunity. How do we come up with the 20%? There's only two ways, really. One is to the local property tax. The government allow you to vary it plus or minus 15% from what it is. That's one option. And then the second one is the rates, the commercial rates that come in to this authority. And in Leitrim, for example, the commercial rates income is about 14% of the total income of the council. In Fingal, in Dublin, it's 54%. So... Obviously, our rate base is very, very low. We're a population of 32,000 people. And then in terms of um, raising money through the local property tax, uh, you're looking at a scenario where it's something in the region of about 320,000 in one year. So that's all we can raise in the local property tax. Now, you know, you might have heard local property tax being reduced in other areas. 
kind of cities like Galway or Dublin, Waterford, these places, but they have a significantly more bigger number in terms of money that comes in. But more importantly, their houses are more valuable. So the majority of people in Leitrim uh, would pay within the first two bands. That's either 90 euros or 225 euros. So for someone paying 90 euros, it's 26 cents a week. For someone paying 225, it's 65 cents a week. So that plus the next band up, you're looking at a, a scenario where that's 98% of the total. Now, particularly if somebody has a very, very expensive house in Leitrim and it's worth over four or 500,000, well, it's obvious they're obviously well off. Off if they're living in that type of a house. Not so much in Dublin sometimes. If someone has a, owns a house in Dublin and it's worth half a million, they mightn't be that well off. It's just the fact of where it is. So we feel it's not a really something that anyone takes any joy out. But what we're trying to do effectively is to be able to challenge for the type of funding that's out there. And these are all things that we want to do. We want to see town enhancements. We want to see our um, place doing better. We want to see a town village that looks the part. And you see, for example, the impact that some of this funding has met already. And from Shambo is an example of that. The money invested in the Blue Way was money that had to be co-financed. The money that's been invested in the food hub had to be co-financed. Some of the, for example, the lights on the streets and the various traffic management systems and funding, that was again co-financed. So this is the type of stuff, it's positive infrastructure investment. And I don't think we would ever agree to raise the property tax if, for example, the average person was paying 300 euros and it meant a 15 increase, or they were paying four or 500 euros. We would feel when the majority is on the lower tier, that then we'll, we'll, we'll put it forward. And things are a little bit better here. But as I say, it's always, it's not an easy thing to do. But we feel we're doing it for the right reasons. We're not just having it as a slush fund to decide, well, we'll do a few roads here and we'll do a few roads there. That's not what it's about. It's about the future. It's about 276 million over six years. The council have come up with almost 26 million of that. That's a well, lot that of was my next question. You, The figure you mentioned earlier in terms of what this tax will bring in is around 250, 300,000? 320, yeah. 320. So 320, doing quick maths here, 320 by six years is, mm. is a lot short of 26 million. It is, but also then we, of course, have the the fund. The, we have the... Well, that's what's going to bring in extra. Yeah. We already get... But that's less than 2 million. That's 1.9 million-ish. Yeah, but the point is we're, we're also... Um, but that's that's the extra bit. But we're also looking at, for example, rates and all that. But see, a lot of what we're doing is 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 to service borrowings as well. So if we borrow for a lot of the capital infrastructure, we have to have means to pay back the borrowings. So, I mean, if we don't increase our, our, our revenue... We won't be able to take on loans because we won't be able to pay them back. In terms of, I suppose, let's talk about the return on this because I think mm. people don't mind extra cost if they feel they're getting value. What's actually in that plan and in that expenditure? Where will people see this return? Will there be better roads? Will there be better services in the county? Well, some of the funding comes from government is paid at 100%. Now, for example, we have a number of things like, for example, the uh, sport infrastructure, the, the libraries, that's funded 100%. Fire stations funded 100%. And then we might have tourism uh, product, for example, some of the walkways. There's some ambitious programs, for example, SNLR. It's the, it's the cycleway walkway between Sligo and Inniskillen, of which a large chunk of it is in Leitrim. So from that point of view, um, it would mean for us that that would be a massive tourism project, a massive tourism 
bringing people into the county, particularly in North Leitrim, where many people would argue North Leitrim isn't getting its fair share. Um, if you take, for example, Waterford, between Dungarvan and Waterford City, um, that product there, that's done to the highest standard. I mean, what we're talking about doing is doing something to the highest standard. It costs a considerable amount of money. Um, the Waterford, Dungarvan, Greenway is is considerably higher even than the blueway that's there yes. between them Shamley and well, that's the standard we're looking at and then the other thing for example we mentioned was cart parks town renewal particularly uh, you take Carrigan Shannon here um, there is a major plan to carry out works in the centre of Carrigan Shannon which inevitably unfortunately would take away some off street parking but in order to balance that we're looking at the uh, car park, the development of the car park beforehand, and what we call Flynn's Field. Again, that's funding coming from government that we have to match fund to 20%. So what does that do? Well, it means that if we can have sufficient car parking space, more people will stop going to Carrick Shop, maybe do, maybe stop, have something, bite to eat or whatever. So we're hoping that by having improving the infrastructure, particularly in Carrigan Shannon, in the main towns like Mohill. Ballinamore has two major projects, the development of the old railway, which was the school up until recently. That's a very big project. We also, in Ballinamore, the old hall there, and um, part of that is looking at it being a theatre. Again, that's on the funding list. Now, some of these might get funded by government, but at least we have the money there as a rolling stock, and this is our constant, we have a new capital office within Leitrim County Council, it's constantly monitoring applications that come forward. So from that point of view, if one of these isn't lucky enough, we still have the money in place in those municipals to be able to fund whatever applications we make come forward. But we're confident they're very good applications, we're confident that they're needed. Uh, a new enhanced hall and, and theatre in Ballinamore will be good for the town. Um, I also believe the project at the top of Ballinamore in terms of the development of that junction uh, is, it will be good for the town. As I mentioned also, Lochrin Rowing, for example, uh, that's one of the best, I understand, I don't know a lot about rowing, but what I understand is it's one of the best venues in the world for rowing. That's again part of the application list. And then there's the other extensions of the Blue Way. For example, in Drumshambo near the hotel, there's an application there to develop a car park for some uh, camper vans parking, but particularly a car park at the end of the Blue Way, which again is a positive development. And uh, it's, it's, it's like even smaller projects, uh, for example, town enhancements, my, you take from Shambo where the mart is, it's, it's, it's an area that needs attention. And it, there's an old concrete fence there. One of the proposals is to take away that, put in a broad footpath, plant nice trees and create, uh, I suppose, um, a new driveway from the centre of the town, from the hotel up to the centre of the town. And all of these are, are, are what we, we feel are most important to revive our town and villages and uh, to ensure that we have employment potential for people as we go forward. And we just feel that people, we're asking people just to give us a dig out in relation to it. But the, you know, the, one of the, one of the uh, I don't want to get political here, but the Sinn Féin members said at the meeting that you know they, they, they understood this problem but in principle they don't support property tax which is fine and I understand why that for that but I would vehemently disagree with that on the basis that 
I know people who live in this country who are retired, come back from maybe living in the UK or Northern Ireland. They get their pension and their payments come through the bank, so they, they don't pay as they work. Business people pay as they work. People who earn a living pay as they work. So in other words, they pay tax on their earnings. But why is, is this country so dependent on the working person? to pay the tax. We should have some base outside of that. So people who don't fall into the net of working in the economy don't pay anything at all. So the people who are working subsidise them. So, I mean, I know sometimes it can be a bargain about the balance, for example, in Dublin because of the price of houses. But I think in essence it is a fair tax because... But someone say, I have a big mortgage and I can barely pay my mortgage and yet I have to pay this property tax. But, like, that same person is also probably working to pay the mortgage. So do you put the burden back on them or do you widen your base? And that's why the, the whole defeat about water charges was a false dawn in, in many respects. Because, you know, this is a service that costs the state billions. We need billions of investment. And yet the people who use the product don't pay anything to it at all. It again goes back to the woman and the man that's paying tax when they collect their pay packet every week or every month, there's a big hole in it. And effectively, it's money to pay all the different things. Yeah, so I suppose we won't get in too into the politics yeah, yeah. and the tax yeah, of it, but, but, but there would be people who would argue that, well, it's just an extra cost on more or less the same people. And I do hear where you're coming from. The concern I'd have be just to go back, bring it back to the local property tax increase yeah. here. Has that 15% specifically been ring-fenced for the type of projects that you've mentioned? Because I think everything you've mentioned is laudable and is something that will improve the quality of life here in our towns and villages. Yeah. Is that money ring fence for those kind of projects? Well, the answer is yes. Um, and in fact, Councillor Paddy O'Rourke questioned the Chief Executive specifically on that. And as I said, we have applications in front of the Department. The answer the Chief Executive gave was, you know, if a particular project that's in front of the Department fails for some reason, to go back and say, I'm sorry, but that wasn't successful then the money is ring-fenced, it is there for further applications. So we're using this primarily as an investment vehicle for County Leitrim. If it was, as I said to you earlier, a slush fund for, well, I have two roads up some back lane that needs to be done, that's, we wouldn't go, I don't think we could have the moral authority to ask the people for that rise. And it's only on the basis that we're borrowing for the future, we're borrowing because we believe we'll have the firepower then to be able to invest in the county. I know Phelan Gurren came out and explained on social media during the week about why he supported it. And he got a mixed reaction, mostly positive, it has to be said. How have you seen the reaction when people have stopped you on the street about this? Nobody takes any great joy in paying anything extra. Um, but I think we reflected on two things. One being what the money was for, which was a positive. But number two, the majority, the 98% of the people who pay the LPT in Leitrim are in the two or three bands that are paying between 90 and 315 euros per year. 215 euros, is it? No, 315. Oh, okay. So there's 90, 225 and 315. And there's, um, for example, that's 98%, right? So effectively, if you look at it on the basis of cent per a month and about it, it's ranges from 26 to 65 to 91. In other words, it's... it's, it's um, uh, what was it about 13 or 14 50 a year in the lower band that's the majority of them that's the vast majority so on the basis of being spread out I think that was the, one of the reasons why we looked at that and I think 
if it was in Dublin, as I say, ordinary people are paying multitudes of that. But then they, get, they have multitudes of services. That's part of the problem we have in Neitram. We would love to have more and more uh, swimming pools and libraries and infrastructure, walkways and everything to give to improve. And I said that when the when you interviewed me before, Brefney, one thing we, I we said... We spoke about all of this before. It's all about 100%. quality of life. It's all about if you live in a particular area in County Leitrim that you can have the best we make it the best we can for you in terms of it doesn't matter who you are if you're a single guy you're a married guy you have kids or whatever if you have a good school and the kids are going safe to the school that the road is decent that you drive on that you have a decent library to go to that it's nice and modern and warm and if something happens you're um your, your house and you have to call the fire station there's a modern one up the road and it's in them. so that's what a council is about improving the quality of life and that's what this LPT raise is about it's about ensuring that we have the capital matching capital to ensure we get the most out of what government is offering in terms of funding yeah I hadn't expected this conversation to go quite this direction but while we're here we might as well just open the whole thing up in terms of of the, the next issue that's coming down the tracks which is the budget and you mentioned um, rates will yeah. be looked at in the next possibly two months yeah what's the current situation there well rates hasn't been uh, rates well first of all on the principle of rates I find that I've paid rates for years myself as a business I don't pay them now the person that rents my premises pays it so I always looked at it and you know, when you look at it, it's a static fund. So, like, I think mine was about a thousand euros a year. If I had a massive year, so a lot of chips, uh, I paid the same as I did the next year. I've had a bad year. So, in America, they have a state tax and it's based on sales. So, if you have a very good day, you'll pay more tax. If you have a very poor day, you pay less. To me, that's much more equitable. But this is the system we have, and we unfortunately have to leave. We have to have it. And a lot of people find it very difficult tax to pay. But it's there and I, I, no government will go near it because it's such a complicated system. Uh, and then the way it is, for example, you could have a shed at the back and you could be mail on mail on system. So I could be looking for X and Y and you ship the stuff over to me, but you don't pay any rates. Whereas if you have a shop in the middle of Carrigan Shannon and you're retailing from there, you'll pay council rates. So it's, there's a lot of issues. But outside of that, we this is what we have, so we make the best of it. So for the last 10 years, we haven't raised rates. And um, there was re, re, rateable revaluations. Re in other words, the, the rates office in Dublin come down and revalued some of the premises, some of them based on turnover, size and everything. So a strong number of people got reductions in the rates because of that revaluation. Others slightly increased. A lot of people didn't change. So we haven't done anything with it in 10 years. So the, the prospect now if you look at it is, do we look at raising it? I think the manager looked at figures like something up to 6, 6.5%. I certainly don't see that being be happening. But do we just go and say, it's not happening, it's at zero, and we can't touch it because we have a high level of uh, rates in con in this kind of premises that are empty and it doesn't low occupancy some argue that's maybe laziness on, on the side of somebody who has a premises that doesn't doesn't know anything on it and doesn't bother to rent it in other scenarios there just isn't a demand for a premises like that I was talking to somebody in the during the week who needed to rent premises in Cavan town and what they're paying is 550 a week 
You know, that's huge money. Now, you wouldn't get the colour of that either in Carrick and Shannon or in Drumshambo or any of the towns, Mohawk, the ones, even the ones that's doing what we would perceive as doing well. So, effectively, we have a high occupancy level. That's another argument against putting up the rates. But can we sustain it going forward after 10 years not putting it up? And then you mentioned earlier about the 320,000. You know, we still need to get that bit extra. That alone won't be enough. The manager, the chief executive has challenged the councillors to say, great, 50% is grand, but we need something more to help us with those capital investments. And so I'm sure we'll all debate it out. We've, we've, the, we've had a workshop meeting with the chief executive. He's put the figures out there um, and he's left us to dwell on it now. So we'll have a big decision to make on the 11th of November. And there's conflicting views among the councillors, among the councillor groups. So it'll be a big debate. I don't know what it'll end up at, but um, certainly uh, we have to think long and hard. Uh, but ultimately, again, it's if whatever we raise extra is part of that capital development plan, which will have a positive and significant assist to people who are in business in the towns, because it's the towns that are going to get the investment as opposed to the rural countryside as such. That's a, an argument in itself. Where do you fall on, on that situation at the moment? In relation to the rates? Well, I've, I, I, I'd say my mind hasn't come to a conclusion on it yet. Um, my preference would be not to raise them, um, leave them as they are. But if I thought we could get a consensus between if the chief executive is interested at 6.5%, that's what he's looking for, and I'm at zero, maybe somewhere in between, or even if we looked at a three-year plan or a four-year plan, that it would be incrementally increased, you know, as opposed to X amount in one year. So um, I would probably talk to a lot of uh, business people in the meantime. And, of course, they'll all say, no, don't rise. But I would just want to see, in terms of figures, what what's manageable and what's affordable, if it's affordable at all, uh, or whether they'll say, look, it's down, they should be coming, not up. So, to answer your question, until such time as it will be, I'll have to talk to my electorate as such, the commercial side of it, and see what they think. Yeah, I suppose looking at it and purely just from the conversation we're having, if it's delivering products like we talked about in terms of the quality of what's in Dungarvan and Waterford at yeah. the moment, like you only have to look at, and the quality of the Blue Way is fantastic, but mm. this is a step up again, and the tourism that has been generated for those businesses essentially yeah, in yeah. towns like Dungarvan and all the little villages along mm. between there and Waterford and the same in Mulrani or Newport yeah. over in the, the western Greenway as well and the SLNC or or the Ballinamore Greenway or the Blueway will bring that you can see it yeah. like the proof is in the pudding in Drumshambo well Brendan Barry your councillor Brendan Barry, my colleague on Leitrim County Council, he actually made that point that you're just after making Breffney. And he said, look at, he said, look at the investment that was done. And I'm sure Sinead and Pascal looked out their door several times and said, look at all those people. Like they're looking to go for a cup of coffee. They've walked from Leitrim Village or halfway down or whatever it is. And they just like to sit down, have a chat, have a coffee, have a bun. And they want to go off again and back. And he said, there, look, we've had this restaurant that's been here for years that's never been opened commercially for many, many years. And I said, I think a tea room would be good here. 
And that's extra now rates coming into Leitrim County Council. And they felt that they could afford all of the various charges, including rates and everything, because of the potential business. And from what I gather from them, it's a showcase for as well for their bakery. So I gather from them, they're very happy with how they're doing. We have another restaurant, Sweet Geranium, another excellent restaurant. With Scollins is down at the other end of town. They're all dealing with different segments of the market. But I went to have lunch today in Scollins, as it happened, and I had to wait five minutes for a seat. And that's what I like to hear. And you last summer... Not when you're hungry at lunchtime, but from a, a, a town point of view, well, it's Well, I'm interested in footfall and people in it. And it was a bad day, it was a wet day. Maybe some people just grab some and go home. But, somebody, but I'm only saying overall, that's the justifiable. If we bring more business to the commercial sector into County Leitrim over a six-year period, then I think we're entitled to look for a bit more in rates to achieve that. How much we do that, that's the question. Well, I suppose the next two months will tell a lot of stories in that respect. How are you enjoying being back on the council, though, on a personal level? Uh, well, I enjoy it well. I suppose it, you, there's a certain amount of frustration, too, because sometimes people come to you about a problem or something, and then you start making phone calls, and it's, it's not that simple to solve, and you, you sometimes you get a little bit frustrated. That's the hardest part about it being a public representative. You certainly... I do wake up in the morning and say... You know, I'd like to be th- more forward thinking in some ways, you know, um, how you kind of come up with ideas as to how to benefit the uh, the people in the county, you know, some new ideas, some inv- innovative ideas. And in fairness to Lar Power, he's very progressive in that sense. You know, he, he's ambitious for Leitrim and I'm ambitious for Leitrim. I don't like a lot of the negativity that's out there. There is still negativity. I, and some of them are legitimate, like the whole area of trees and Sitka spruces. While it's, it, it is an issue that has to be looked at and tackled. There has to be some level of dealing with the major issues around that. But sometimes we can be overcome with negativity. Uh, like I've heard somebody saying today about the whole issue of fracking. Again, it comes up all the time. It's like... I can't see in my lifetime ever a scenario where fracking comes into the country. Yet some people think to think about it as it's an overarching concern we have. Um, and then there's that sometimes rural Ireland is dying sort of stuff. And, you know, we need more Garda stations in our communities. Like, you, you know, the world is changing. Broadband comes, post office closures. Like, broadband comes and people buy their dog license online and they buy all these things online and then they give out so why is our post office closing because you don't actually go down and do the business in the post office it's coming in a different uh, and and there's that bit of negativity out there sometimes and that doesn't but then to, to be fair when I stood for a local election in Drumshambo Kiltorbert and Ballinadlera and all those areas around you know I put forward a very positive message that we what was come to Drumshambo we need more of it and more of it in a broader spectrum. And from that point of view, that was resonated, resonated with the voters. And I got a strong mandate from them for that, and I'm thankful. So I want to continue on in that positive message and not get bogged down in negativity. Yeah, the one thing I do like from I was at episode one when we sat down with you, and people can go back and listen to that if they want. But we talked about a lot of the same things. Yeah. And you, sat, you laid out a plan three months ago now uh, yeah. where you said here's what we'd like to do yeah. and we're heading in the right directions it's yeah. the first steps and yeah you're going to have to maybe 
find the finances to pay for that and this is probably the, the first step of that but yeah. it all seems to be quite positive and yeah and I mean in fairness uh, you know people give out sometimes that this government is Dublin centred Dublin centric well the Taoiseach is Dublin the couple of his senior ministers are obviously based in Dublin but there's two people in that cabinet that do are very positive for rural Ireland that's Michael Ring and Heather Humphreys and I'm glad to be able to call them friends in many senses and that I've worked with them over the last couple of years and I know they're very committed in terms of funding and I keep saying to them you know even you need to come to one town like Michael Ring was in Drumshambo and Mall two people said two pollers in the sense that Drumshambo has experienced investment has improved and like Mohill's turn is coming now that's a town that needs it Ballinamore as a town needs it so we need to continue on that and be positive because we can see that investment will bring growth and bring more people and spending and certainly more positivity so that's why I'd like to see the whole as the fellow says the love being spread across the county well listen and uh, thank you very much for joining me before we finish up I did take an opportunity during the week to have a quick conversation with Colm in the Hive about the new scholarship programme the Josie Martin scholarship programme for first year students in third level education here's what myself and Colm chatted about Seven lucky students from County Leitrim this year will avail of a €1,000 scholarship each when attending college for the first time this autumn. I'm joined now by Colm Kane of the Leitrim County Enterprise Fund to talk about exactly how this scholarship scheme has come into existence, how it operates and how first-year students in third level this year can apply to their local credit unions for this scholarship. Colm, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bethany. The Josie Martin Scholarship was set up a number of years ago in recognition of the work of um, a previous county development officer, Josie Martin, and it's supported by Leitrim County Enterprise Fund from the Hive and also the seven Leitrim credit unions who participate. So every year, all of the first-year students in, in each of the credit unions get the chance to enter the draw and basically get a thousand euros towards their studies in first year. And it's a great opportunity, I suppose. Other counties don't have that available to them. It was done in recognition of a great man for the county who, I suppose, um, really wanted to see um, people to, to go on and into third level and to look at further education. Um, he was involved in an awful lot of different things, um, but the credit unions and the County Enterprise Fund were two of the things that were very important to him. So that's where the, uh, that's where the scholarship has come from. The time is running out for entries. The entries are still available uh, up until the 30th of September. So if anyone wants to enter, they can call to the Hive. We have some applications for them there. We'll show them what to do. Look on our website, thehive.ae or leitrimcountyenterprisefund.ae or call into any of the seven participating credit unions. Of course, those credit unions are Anna Duff, Ballinamore, Carrie Gallon, Carrickman-Shannon, Drumshambo, Manor Hamilton and Mohull. So all credit unions in the county are part of this and they they part fund the scholarship and then the hive and the leitrim county enterprise fund they contribute towards the scholarships as well it's important to remember as well whether it's a parent or or the student themselves listening to this that it's it's not based on merit as such it's an open draw it's a raffle for whoever is a member of those credit unions and you don't have to be a existing member you can join as a new member yeah it's it's equally open to everyone so yeah i suppose it is just an open draw within each of the credit unions so there's one winner for each of the credit unions um yeah it's it's open to anyone who's gone on to, to further education um 
or third level place. Um, there's full terms and conditions are on the websites and also available in the Hive um, on the leaflet. And there's copies of the entry form and the terms and conditions in each of the credit unions as well. Thanks very much for joining us. I think the important thing from this interview's point of view is to remind people that they have this fantastic opportunity for first-year students in third level in from the county to either reactivate their memberships with the credit union, to join the credit union, or just to take advantage of their existing relationships with the credit union. And there's a thousand euros there as a prize for one person from each of the seven credit unions across the county. So Anaduff, Balnamore, Carrigallan, Carrick and Shannon, Drumshambo, Manor Hamilton and Mohill. And you'll know where it is locally. So uh, the very best of luck to all first year students and get the application form. Where can they get it online again? There's a link on our website at thehive.ie um, and also on leitrimenterprisefund.ie and leitrimcreditunions.ie is a new website. Um, some of the credit unions in the county have websites, some of them don't, but leitrimcreditunions.ie um, should give you a list of all the local ones and or just call into your local branch or to the hive and we can give you written applications we're looking forward to the the presentation it's given every year at the uh, october bank holiday weekend and it's it's always a good night and um, we get each of the winners and their families in um, to do the presentation but it's also it's always a good opportunity to meet people um, meet the sort of next generation of of these people who start coming back hopefully when they're graduates um, or coming back when they've um, started up on their own or whatever they're going to do but um Look forward to that anyways. That's, it's, it's hard to believe it's that time of year again already. Colin, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Thank you very much, Enda, for Thank coming you. in. And I'll be back tomorrow with Kiss My Arts, where I'll be speaking to Ronan Gallagher about his late re-emergence as a musical artist. Talk to you then.